So the first segment of today is talking about Tory Lanez and Travis Scott. Travis Scott recently approached Tory Lanez talking to him, or pressed him rather, about the fact that Tory Lanez recently stated in a couple interviews about him writing a song for Travis Scott. And honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because Tory Lanez wrote a lot of um, a lot of songs for a lot of people. So I don't think that's really a big deal, but Travis Scott got so mad that he had to approach Tory Lanez and press him about telling people about him writing a song for him, which I think is ridiculous because he did, and he actually used the song. And the song didn't even make it nowhere anyway, so it really isn't a point of them even arguing or nothing like that, but Travis Scott was in his feelings for some reason, probably because, you know, he has a new daughter with Kylie Jenner. He feels as though he's up on a stage where, you know, you can't say anything to this guy. I mean, he's Mr. Antidote, I guess. So we're just going to ride along with this whole thing and just see how it pans out. But Tory Lanez told him, you know, like, bro, I did say that. I, I said what I said. I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm writing for you because you needed it. You write most of your music your own, on your own already. So there's no point in me even trying to make it like I'm bragging because I wrote a song in which you use. I'm just being honest. Just telling the people what they want to hear. That's all, bro. I have no beef or no problem with you. You're an incredible artist. This is exactly what Tory Lanez are saying. But... Travis Scott, he just didn't want to hear it. He obviously wanted to hear what was offensive to him. And he decided to press Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez was like, you know what, bro? I said what I have to say. And if you're really mad about this, bro, we can really get down. We can get down, bro. We can get out there. We can fade that shit out right now. He said this back to back because... Travis Scott came up and tried to press him with all his niggas like, bro, I'm not no little bitch or whatever. You know, I, I might be short and bald, but I stand tall. That's what <laughs> that's what Tory Lane said. But at the same time, I feel as though in that situation, Tory Lane, he stood his ground when he did mention uh, writing for Travis Scott, I don't think he meant any harm by doing that, honestly. And at the same time, he didn't bring it up every single time. It was somebody that was interviewing him, bringing it up about him writing for Travis Scott because Travis Scott is a big artist and Tory Lanez is obviously a big artist. They just want to scoop on that. And honestly, I haven't heard so much talk about people writing for other people ever since Drake had got exposed for having writers. I never heard so much talk about writing for other artists before. That really has nothing to do with the situation, but at the same time, I believe that if you have writers, honestly, in this day and age, and you're a rapper, it is kind of, I could say, it's kind of lousy in my opinion, because I feel as though in rap, you should have your own bars from your own words because it's very, very competitive. But I'm not in the music industry at any in any form or fashion, so 
honestly, I don't care too much about that point. But just to put that out there, in my opinion on that. And honestly, this whole thing is very crazy because they didn't even get down. They didn't even fight. So I think it had been a bigger story than it is if they would have actually like fought. But it was just basically an argument. So, I mean, that's crazy. But, you know, moving on. Um, so Lil Zen, the pill popping kid, um, you know, the 21 year old from California recently stated Tupac music is boring and honestly if he says something like that that is not my business to try and tell him otherwise because everybody has their own listening ear and that type of music they like to listen to so you can't just really tell nobody what they can and not like but I will say there is a disconnect between the youth and older people in hip-hop and I feel as though it's very destructive to hip-hop in in any way because it's it's not able to move forward as fast as it could or have more quality and the new songs that's being put out because the newer generation and the older generations don't collab whatsoever and I think that's a big problem because the older generations have more experience and could help out the newer artists. Honestly, every time I hear when there's a new artist that collaborate with older artists, the song has very well, very well quality. Because number one, the older generations know more about the roots of hip hop. And um, you know, the new you know, the new kids, they bring a new fresh style to it. So either way I believe that the newer generation and the older generation to stick together but so Lozan is um I guess he's a Hispanic guy and uh he believes it as though Tupac music is boring in my opinion out of most of the older generation music I've heard Tupac music is one of the highest quality of music I've ever heard from older generations because not only the messages he have I may not agree with most of the messages, but just the storytelling and all of that, the rhyming skills, I believe I believe that's really good. And for Lil Zan to say that, I mean, his biggest record is called Betrayal. He talk about popping Zans, and that's he talk about it that Zans don't fake you, Zans won't break your break you. I don't know what the fuck. Honestly, the song is really whack, to be honest. You want to talk about some boring music, that's some boring shit for your ass. But nowadays, what matters most is the instrumental and the quality of the producing rather than the actual lyricism that the artist put out. That's why most of the beats be banging, honestly, and they be trash lyrics. But honestly, I'm not even going to sit here and act like, you know, I don't like the new generation of artists. I really do. Um, coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. I mean, we we have Dizzy Wright, but other than that, it's like not really any other artists out here that have really made it big. So I look for music all over the world, at least the United States and some Canada. I mean, yeah, they got some pretty cool artists from Toronto. Um, I just believe that 
there is a disconnect. And if that connect was, if there was a connection, uh, I believe hip hop would be in a greater state than it is. It'd be a lot less beef between the younger and older people. I mean, hip hop is the greatest music genre on the planet. It is the highest stream bought, toured out everything. It's the number one music genre right now. And for obvious reasons, it's even bigger than pop. I mean, needless to say that, um, I just believe that, you know, the, the older generation should respect the newer generation and the newer generation should respect the older generation. And at the same time, a lot of the time, actually, I'm riding with the older generation anyways, because a lot of the newer generations are talking about being drug addicts. And I'm honestly not with that kind of shit. Anyway, just my opinion on that. Um, you have to really step back and ask yourself, what is better quality of music? Music that is talking about social issues or even storytelling, you know, just being like very creative with the thought processes and inside the lyrics. Instead of just making songs that you can just dance in or twerk to or whatever the hell, or, you know, do some drugs to, or even a new wave of music like XXXTentacion. He makes a lot of sad and depressing music, but he, he's so, but he makes, he makes so many different types of music. Honestly, he's the best new artist, in my opinion, out of all of the, the Lil's and the, pink hair, the blue hair, dreadlocks, whatever the hell it may be. I think he's number one because not, not only is he's a lyricist, he can make the trap music. He can make the, the mumble rap, I guess. And he can make rock songs. He can make even R&B records, honestly. And honestly, Drake has beef with this kid. And it's like, it's honestly a beef that was almost as big as the Meek Mill and Drake beef. And that's crazy because XXXTentacion is the, a new rapper. I believe that that's very cool, you know. But um, I just think that, you know, the newer generation should respect where the older generation is coming from. But honestly, the older generation has to be more sensitive toward the newer generation, being that the newer generation looks up to the older generation most of the time like when dmx first came back after his rehab situation he came to the breakfast club interview he went to a couple other interviews and he really talked really bad shit about drake he talked down on him so bad that drake even hit him up like yo i grew up to your music um you raised us you know i look at you it's basically like a motivational person to you know continue to do hip-hop because he was so great that's basically what drake tried to explain with it to him and he even sampled one of his songs and put in one of his greatest songs on views it's called you with me one of the greatest records by drake ever anyways um and that obviously got to drake and like um he spoke to him man to man and DMX came back out and was like, you know what? I apologize. I was wrong. And there is a disconnect, obviously, that he, because he doesn't like his music. But it was kind of wrong for him to 
do that. And I don't think that there is nothing wrong with, you know, the older generation admitting when they're wrong. And even the newer generation to come out and tell the world or whoever they're being interviewed by, you know, like, um, I respect the older generation and what they've done, but honestly, it's just not what we're doing. If, if there's just more respect, I believe that we can get further with hip hop. So this next segment is about Monique and the Netflix host situation. Um, Monique put out a, she put out a series of posts. She put out a interview a couple interviews, but the most popular one was the one from The Breakfast Club. Talking about how, you know, Netflix has been racist and gender biased toward her because of a deal that she wanted to get with them. And the deal uh, included money, of course, and it was $500,000, really low for her expectations. She expected to be up there with the Chris Rock and then Dave Chappelle's and the Amy Schumer type contract she wanted at least you know up there in the 10 millions or whatever at least the millions in general you know but she didn't get that kind of deal so she went on a i guess you could say uh a rant over a few weeks or a couple weeks or days whatever talking about how the reason they didn't give it to her is because they were racist and they were gender biased and they don't want basically don't want black women to succeed in the Netflix special category that they have going on, whatever. Um so her and Charlemagne the God went back and forth and Charlemagne the God gave his perspective on the whole thing and was basically telling her, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time the people that got those deals were people that are actually popping. Like Amy Schumer just did a a big movie. She sold out a few arenas right before this or whatever. And then Chris Rock is very huge and relevant. And so is Dave Chappelle. So they got million, multi-million dollar contracts. Monique says, well, ba- based on my resume and the things I've done and how she believes that she's the most decorated comedian alive, that she should have got a multi-million dollar or, you know, a few million dollar contract instead of a $500,000 contract. In my opinion, I believe she does as well. But at the same time, you can't you can't force somebody to give you multi-millions of dollars to do something on their platform if they don't want to. But she went on a rant saying that because of this, because they didn't give her the the deal that she wanted, that they didn't want her to succeed because she's a black African-American woman and they favor men and white people over just black females in general, which she didn't even specifically say, but that's basically what she was saying. Because it makes no sense to try to say that they're racist or they're gender biased because they just gave a multi-million dollar to a multi-million dollar deal to Amy Schumer, which is a woman. So how could they be uh, gender biased? And then they just gave multi-million dollar, multiple multi-million dollar contracts to black comedians. They are males, but they were still black. So it's kind of hard to really 
try to put that out there that they're gender and racist. I mean, they're gender biased and racist because that makes no sense. You should have, she should have expounded upon her thoughts and said that they are racist or even maybe they're um, biased toward black women, which I don't really think that that's really true because they were trying to give her a deal and then and at the same time. Tiffany Haddish supposedly is going to come out with a new Netflix special as well, but she haven't confirmed it, but the deal, but she's talked about it. And actually this whole thing was so big and I really don't understand because the whole idea behind this whole thing is basically she didn't get the deal that she wanted and the reason behind it is basically false in my opinion it's false i believe that if they're going to give you a multi-million dollar contract they believe that you're going to bring in millions of people to come watch your special and honestly the biggest thing that monique has recently done was kind of like it was about a year or two ago when a movie called almost christmas it was a huge movie but it was all it wasn't recently and it didn't do as as good as Trainwreck did, which is Amy Schumer's movie that she was in. So you can't really try to blame Netflix for not giving you the deal that you wanted because you didn't do as good in the most recent times as Chris Rock and Amy Schumer because they just did a bunch of big things already. So in my opinion, I think Monique should just do her own thing. And honestly, and another thing I would have, I said, I think Monique should have did the special for $500,000 to make her platform even bigger. Maybe a lot of more people would have came than Netflix would have expected and probably gave her another deal after for much higher instead of breaking that relationship in general. Because Netflix is a multi-million dollar company. That's how why they're able to give out those multi-million dollar deals. So she, she kind of messed up on that one, but... She let emotions play into her decisions of everything, but at the same time, you can't blame someone for trying to stand up what they for what they believe in. Is there racism racism going on today and gender bias? In the media, it says that there is. Um, so I guess you know that's a topic of discussion. But honestly, that's not what my mind is focused on right now. The business aspect of everything. Where are you? going to put yourself in a position to where you can make as much money as you want and not need a Netflix or whatever. So don't come over here to Netflix talking about if you don't get this, you're going to be mad and upset and bashes and tell her, tell people to boycott Netflix. That's That's the big thing too. She told people to boycott them. You can't tell no one to boycott a, a streaming service that is really reliable and it's very good, honestly. Um, they have a lot of updates and a lot of movies and TV shows and documentaries, etc. Honestly, TV is going on to the internet anyway, so it's kind of hard for you to try to take people away from that. And I don't think she really did that. A lot of people did go try to do the same thing as well. They try to put up s- stuff to say boycott it. But it's not really worth it, you know, because it's not really a racist or gender biased thing. It's basically 
Monique didn't get the deal that she wanted, and that's it. And that's that's it for this segment, to be honest. Uh, just think to yourself, like, is this really a race and gender bias thing? Because they did just give a deal out to a woman, and they just gave a, a couple of deals to a couple of black men, and they're all multi-million dollars. So it really doesn't really make sense. So yeah, just think about that.